hey, he's on. And we're on, and now, everyone, it is time to begin the new episode of Talk Anything. Hello, everybody. Oh, how's that for an intro? <laughs> Besides the fact that I was laughing the whole time, it was pretty great. You were laughing, I didn't hear it. More yeah. laughter. Oh. No, everyone. Yeah, welcome. So, hello. And yeah, today there's me, Mr. John. Um, and you two can introduce yourselves. I'm whatever. I'm Cassie. Go co-hosting. I'm I'm Tyler, and I'm here for the ride. Whoa! And anyways, today we're having a discussion. Well, you know what, Tyler? Since this is your idea, how about you introduce the the discussion topic? All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I just uh, moved from an apartment into a house. And Congratulations. But, you know, here's an interesting topic that uh, other people might relate to because people move a lot, which is your neighbors what you do with them, how to uh, interact like humans. <laughs> what is this idea called humans? We always I... just run away from our neighbors, don't we? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, you not, might not be entirely wrong about that. Um, <laughs> so, Tyler, moving from a house to, an, or other way around, an apartment to a house, um, and the fact that this topic is on your mind, what's going on with neighbors? Well, um, I guess I've uh, transitioned from having a neighbor above me and across the hall from me, and one that I knew really well in a different uh, different door down, and. Now I'm, uh, I've got neighbors by yards and across streets and stuff, so, I don't know, um, oh, there, there's a bunch of jibber-jabber to talk about with that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I feel okay. like this topic could be, like, immensely huge to, to, like, or yeah. it could be, like, really, like, focused in so this will be fun yeah i I feel like no go ahead uh, at least within like my story um like i'm a fairly introverted person i would not know any of my neighbors at my apartment that i was at (laughs) if i didn't have a dog that i had to walk every day i would have basically not talked to anyone so, <laughs> yeah, I've heard that uh, dogs are really good ways to meet people. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. for introverts like us. Exactly. Well, so, I, uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like. Yo, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and that, that's probably something that's uh, made me more uh, introductory to my neighbors currently, too, just because they've got a dog and. I want to make sure that mine is at least getting along well enough mm-hmm. with them. Well, and for me, 
I'm kind of on a like little in cap street. I have one neighbor I have waved to a few times in the four or five years I've lived here. And then another neighbor who is very, very, very talkative. Um, so it's the type of neighbor where we peek out the window of like, is she out there? Otherwise, we're taking the car that is not close to the road so she can't see us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, there's more to say there. But I guess, Cassie, what's your neighbor situation? Okay, so we recently moved it from a rental house to a house. So, um, and we have a fairly big one, which is nice because then it's like, I kind of feel like a lot of, like we have a lot of space, like even just in the house. So that's nice. But um, we have neighbors. So we have a little kind of weird situation in our backyard. Um, probably about six to eight neighbors um, are all in, like can see it. Um, and we're all interfacing with those because um, ours is like a rectangle. I mean, it's like a triangle. And so, and it takes up all the space from the um, like cul-de-sacs and stuff. So we have a pretty big yard. It's also just interesting though, because I have had one neighbor just when we moved in, like peek over and be like, okay, there's neighbors. And then um, it just, goes from there i've also had this little uh one of my far neighbors like there they have a little kid who is super sweet and awesome and she jumped up on the uh on the fence one time and was would talk to us for about 30 minutes so (laughs) (laughs) she is super cute but i haven't seen her since but um, we just kind of, so that besides backyard, we just have, um, you know, neighbors just down the street. And so it's it's typical street. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I feel like I'm the only one actually here among the three of us who has a long-term neighbor right now. Because um, both of you are pretty new in your homes. Mm-hmm. You know what? I will tell kind of the story about how I interact with my neighbor. Do it. it when, we, when we moved here, um, this kind of um, older lady, not old, but older, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she, she loved us right off the bat. Um, very thrilled to chat with us. And we were like open. It's like, great, we have a neighbor who's friendly and nice and wants to talk with us. But every time we have an interaction with her, it is two plus hours. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like, we can say multiple times, hey, we gotta go. Um, hey, oh, well, it was nice talking to you. We'll talk to you later. And every time it's like, oh, let me tell you one more thing. One more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing until infinity. Um, <laughs> and it becomes one of those awkward situations where it's like, do we just walk away as she's talking and say, I got to get to work or we're on the way to the store or we need a life <laughs> that isn't just standing and talking to our neighbor outside for two plus hours and two hours. That's when we've gotten to the point where we have to cut it off because after that point, it just would keep going. Um, and so 
it's yeah, it's one of those situations where um I'd be fine with chatting with her, talking with her, being a friendly neighbor to her, but as it stands we kind of end up avoiding her because we can never have a conversation that's just one conversation that just you know Yeah. Yeah. Those boundaries are hard to keep sometimes, especially when people feel lonely and they really want to keep keep talking. Yeah, and I think that's a large part of it is that she does feel lonely. I mean, she's married. He um, he lives there with her, but um, the overall, I don't think I I think she craves m- more interaction with more people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so. Yeah. Which is a very interesting dynamic of like, which I feel like we could get into too, of just um, an introvert living next to an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like there's so many stories there and like just different, you know, boundary like discussions and things like that. Oh my goodness. If this was a call in show, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah, we could get some very interesting stories with that one. Um, Probably. Oh, I uh, uh, kind of relate with you on that situation, though. With uh, one of my last, well, at the apartment, we've got a probably a, a longtime friend, honestly, of a neighbor. She uh, has been really nice to us, and uh, since we've been moving, I think that that's been a little bit of a letdown for her. Um, but we're still fairly close, so she came by um, and visited, and we were, my roommate and I, we were just going to go to the grocery store fairly soon, and she stuck around and talked for like, I think it was like two hours, or maybe slightly less, but uh, by the time we were going to go to the grocery store, it turned out that they were closed, so we had to run over to the the Walmart that we, out of all the Walmarts in the world, like, it's got to be the worst Walmart that exists. And, uh, yeah, there was was a constant beeping noise at the checkout with a line of, like, 20 people long. Anyway, but it was, like, oh, I love talking to her, but that was, that was unfortunate. It was a lot. (laughs) Like I could have gone to my local grocery store. Oh, it, it was still good to talk to her, though. But and you brought up before earlier, like in preparation for this, that there's kind of been a change over the years of what neighbors are, what they mean. Yeah, especially just with like COVID, you know. Like, I don't know oh, about the sure. rest of you guys, but I feel like I find myself now uh, kind of avoiding people. And, like, if I'm walking down the street, like, sometimes I'll turn around the other way and go the other way if I if I find um, somebody walking towards me. But that's more well, it's a... my introverted self showing itself, so. <laughs> well, see, it's nice, though, because now you, have, now you have biological permission to do so, instead of right? COVID, the hero of the introvert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, but I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that there's just a, a progressive set of of reasons where becoming familiar with their neighbors is a little bit more complex than maybe it used to be, and and that might just be from growing up in a religious neighborhood where like everybody knew each other through church. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I think like I remember growing up and watching um uh, Tim Allen's like tool time and you got the guy that that sticks his head partway across the fence and always always chatting with the neighbor and stuff. It's like that's just like the normal you're your best friends with your your next door neighbor, or at least frenemies, if <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or frenemies, <laughs> yeah. But I think now you've got I don't know if it's like the you've got the internet that uh, everyone can get information easily out that way, and you've got uh, just a higher political tension and and. Uh, I don't know. I I think uh, perhaps uh, that it may be easier to not know your neighbors too much that you get into uh, being able to disagree with them. Instead, you just uh, politely know that they're there and that you're there for them if they need help. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, maybe if, maybe it's easier to not know people too much. I mean, in some ways, I feel like, and just adding to your um, list of reasons, I feel like nowadays, you know, with the just the internet and things being more, you know, visual. I mean, um, more. Oh, what's digital? the word I'm looking for? Yeah, more digital and and things being able to go around so fast. I feel like uh, just with you know the um the fear of of just you know people watch the news and then they get like okay well this person who you know otherwise we may not have you know ever heard of because it was in a newspaper and maybe you didn't read the newspaper or whatever but um you know this person attacked this other person and so then it's kind of you know the more stories that you hear like that are that are more centralized you know, sensationalized because they are things that they can sell. Um, I feel like then yeah. that that decreases people's even want to, you know, or just some people's like it decreases their want of of talking to people, and so that that gets you know that's kind of a change too. I I you hadn't thought of that one and um. Maybe this is just my own bias, but I had I feel like that issue was actually kind of worse when I was younger. And maybe that's just the difference in how my family has changed and the way we look at things. But I feel like when I was younger, it was this constant fear of, oh, stranger danger. Um, but I feel like the Internet has made it so that. Well, maybe that stranger danger still exists, but the stranger danger goes away a lot online. <laughs> um. You use some fake name, a uh, avatar or whatever, and suddenly you can talk to people and be open to them. And I almost feel like that seems like it has replaced 
neighbors in a lot of ways. Sure. Um, I mean, then you don't have yeah. to show your face. I mean, then you get to be able to, you know, kind of hide between the and behind the anonymity of of a fake name or um, a fake picture, or, you know, and maybe people feel more comfortable being authentic that way, which I think is something that I don't know if, you know, I, I feel like I crave and I feel like, you know, that's kind of a common need is to be able to just be authentic that way. Well, and yeah. neighbors might have been that safe spot before where it's mm-hmm. like every, anyone else on the street, you don't or you know, out and about, you don't know if they are a stranger danger. You don't know if they're someone who could be bad. But your neighbors, you see them all the time. They're there. Mm-hmm. They're next door. If they are someone terrible, you would e- either know it or you're just used to them enough that you're not worried about them being terrible. So they kind of became the safe bubble, perhaps. Whereas nowadays, you can pick a different safety bubble. Yeah. Question is: Is that a, a a good or a bad thing? Because I don't, I don't know that right? that's clear whether it is. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I just I just feel like you know this just depends on on who you talk to and you know whether they're introverted, extroverted, or things like that. Like, oh yeah, I I bet tons of people out there are still like, what are you guys talking about? You're insane. Well, tons of people. Who would say that if they heard us, but they won't hear us because, you know, tiny little podcast. Um, but <laughs> there's t- probably tons of people out there who would say, what are you guys talking about? I've got a mm-hmm. close relationship with my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I love my neighbors. If I didn't have neighbors, I'd be, um, you know, so on and so Lost. forth. Lost. Yeah. 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 Which I feel like makes this such an interesting conversation because you know it's it's i especially enjoy conversations where people have different viewpoints on it and i think it's interesting i know for me like and this may be getting on and off on a tangent but i know for me at least just being at um you know uh, college i kind of uh would look around and i'd be like wait a second why are more people talking to me like or like you know talking to each other like what's happening and you know kind of craving that social interaction and, and so going for it more and um and i feel like you know nowadays it's kind of uh changed in the way of of not seeking that as much yeah interesting experience I had with college was that um, I I went to my undergrad at BYU and I was told in advance, oh yeah, everyone's really friendly and talkative there and they're um, Uh uh everyone's friendly to everyone. So I go there and my naive self said, oh, that's the culture, so (laughs) I'm gonna do that culture. So I'd see random people, you know, passing by people on the sidewalk and be like, hey, how's it going? And I get these stares of like, Mm-hmm. What a weird person are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? <laughs> I'm like, but 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 this is supposed to be. Oh, it's not that. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, right. Like, and it's it's funny. Like, you know, because I also went to be you know you, and that's kind of where we met. But like, I feel like, um, 
I, I, at least in like high school, like my dad was like, okay, you gotta be super like, you know, go say hi to people, go make friends. And I was like, okay. So our, our high school had this little, like, you know, one building and then another building, but you had to like walk up the pathway to get there. And, um, so I, you know, first day I was like, okay, like, I'll go do that. Like, it's scary, but I can do this. And then I walk up to this person and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And she literally, like, runs away. (laughs) 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 I don't think I ever, like, had that at BYU, but I I will never forget that. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) See, me being the introvert that I am, the weirdly... Um, I don't know what the word for it is. The weirdly unbalanced introvert that I am. But, anyways, where was it going? Good thing is I can cut out audio if I want. Yay! I can say poop, poop, poop. I can cut this audio out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe I should leave that in. <laughs> we, we, we will see how how generous of a mood I feel when I'm editing this. Um, but no, what I was going to say is in college, I was able to get a single dorm without um, any roommates. And I was oh, yeah. terrified of the idea of roommates. I did not want to have roommates. Um, oh, man. And, roommates. <laughs> which are a form of neighbor, you right? Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... If I think if you get enough of them, then uh, it's not too bad. I actually lived in a warehouse with ten people. Oh, I remember so. that warehouse that you <laughs> were That's in. Interesting. Yeah, no, it, it was. Uh, I don't know, kind of chaotic. So you you have to kind of just like count on that. But you know, afterwards, not a whole lot of uh, human dynamics to deal with. There was a half pipe and main area, and we had like three different local bands play in there at one point. It's kind of fun. That sounds I'll really cool. Probably never do it again, but <laughs> what is what is? I'm very curious to hear the story behind this because, like, how oh, yeah, does I'm one a... sign up to even be in said <laughs> warehouse, and how oh, does no, one was... sleep? said warehouse is it kind of like one of those travel places that you like get a cot or what is this oh it was uh legitimate on the loosest means possible Mm. (laughs) yeah but we we paid for the place uh we were not technically supposed to sleep in that place so but um legally we were able to be there at any time of the day or night right not have beds there so, yeah. I'm not so, going to say where that is, so uh, I'll just say that's allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, you lived in a warehouse, and you just came up with this whole half-pipe idea. I mean, and... for all I know, for all I know, that was not actually zoned as a business district. I mean, I never looked at the zoning, so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I, I mean, you were just. Someone else. You were just paying rent to a friend, so that friend, right, shouldn't be charging rent for a 
unless it was a legal residence, right? So yeah, um, and unfortunately, like that. forgot that friend's name. Like so sad. Yeah, um, otherwise, <laughs> we could report him and get him. A... I mean, honestly, honestly, I think that it's outside of the uh, time frame where they can actually do anything about it. So yeah. <sighs> getting older <laughs> crazy so wait so you weren't able to have beds there is that what you said uh, legally yeah so I, it was a warehouse and the uh, rent made it really useful because with that many people being able to fit in that big of a building mm-hmm. pretty cheap place to live so uh, friends crazy idea and uh I don't know. We had uh, some interesting people come along that was kind of fun. That sounds really cool. And also a little bit scary. Did you, like, were you ever worried about what the next person who came along might, might, you know, act like? Uh, Not as much as I was more concerned about one of the friends that I knew who was a bit of a pyro. Mm. <laughs> Warehouses plus pyro. This doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. That was interesting times, but uh, I don't know. Tried to not worry about that too much because you got your neighbors. Gotta live with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Or. You could move someplace that doesn't have neighbors, which is probably my <laughs> ultimate goal. Um, yeah. I prefer the idea of living out kind of in the country, whereas I, I like to call it sub-rural, where it's not really out in the country, but it's not in a neighborhood either. It's sub-rural, like there's suburban, which isn't quite city. Um, so I want city nearby, and by city I mean not big city, but, you know, amenities and such. Within 10, 15 minute drive of me. Um, but I want some space where if I wanted to walk around nude in my house with my windows open, nobody would see me. Um, yeah, exactly. Not that I do that. But I want <laughs> the ability to do that if I so chose. If you allegedly <laughs> walked around your house naked. Actually, I, I heard a funny joke once, which was how to tell the difference of where you're living. Um and that's to step out on your front porch naked. Um, now, if you're living in rural, um, nobody notices. If you're living in urban, nobody cares. And if you're living in suburban, the police are called on you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, sometimes, especially living here and like trying to keep the bills down for the cooling, like. You know, it's 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 an interesting alternative to that. So, see, you could live out in the middle of nowhere, and you be much happier. No neighbors could have all the windows down with for cooling. Um, <laughs> Actually, I really wanted to do that. I, we almost moved to the mountains, but my husband didn't want to. So, dang it! Oh well. Well. Yeah. I'm going to stay in this house for a while yet because it's super cheap, but mm-hmm. it's right by a train check at the edge of kind of a sketchy neighborhood, and it has a lot of factory noise. <laughs> but, hey, 
my mortgage payments are less than four hundred dollars a month. So I hey, can't complain too much. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, also the house is crooked. Oh, it's wonderfully crooked. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sometimes you gotta go catch See the critters, me. you know. <laughs> See, the, the unifying topic of all of this is that we live where uh, where we can afford to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever that's neighbors we point. get there are the ones we get. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, maybe maybe the um, your socioeconomic status, your SEC, um, actually really makes a, a difference on how you interact with your neighbors. I would agree with that. I mean, I might be completely wrong, but I feel like, you know, if you have a lower socioeconomic status, that um, maybe you band together a little bit more to, like, help each other out. I don't know. But... Or, yeah. or it gets really dangerous. Or the other way around. Yeah, you have to live in the areas that are really crappy because um, you can't afford a place that actually has well-maintained utilities or um, services or um, things like that. And so you might be in an area where you are scared to talk to your neighbors because you heard gunshots the night before. Yeah. Um, and the night before that and the night before that. Um so, yeah, I would be interested to see if there was research or data on that. Yeah. And I feel like when you go up to the, like, one percenter group, then you start getting to the point where people do avoid neighbors again entirely, where they have their gates and their long driveways, and mm-hmm. unless you're invited over, they're not seeing you. <laughs> Maybe you'll see them in a gala. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it Gala? Hmm. Gala. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Not rich enough to actually know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked it up once and it was both. So. Huh. That's what they want you to think. Oh, that way I see. <laughs> it's actually Gila. Um, they just hide it from the peasants. <laughs> it's actually Gila monster, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, I, I did read that that's what happened with um with tennis. Um a tangent topic, but who cares if it's a tangent? Um tennis has a very, very weird scoring system where zero is love and then it goes up what is like ten, then forty or then something I don't remember the numbers exactly, but it's really weird. Anyone who's plays tennis who doesn't say that it's weird is lying because they're just too used to it. And the reason I know it's for sure yeah. weird and not just my opinion is it's actually was done intentionally because the rich people were getting tired. And now you can fact check me on this, um, but the rich people were getting tired of the peasants copying all their games and doing them. And they wanted something that was different that the peasants couldn't figure out. And so they intentionally made the scoring system confusing so that the peasants wouldn't understand or the poorer people wouldn't understand what the actual rules of the game were. Goodness, that's hilarious. I mean, pretty sure that was a similar story with golf. I don't know that it was meant to be confusing. I think it was meant to be harder to access. 
So, mm. I mean, totally believable. Is that why mm-hmm. golf is always kind of the rich person sport? Well, it's expensive for one, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. have you ever tried to look at how expensive just one golf club is? It's 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 expensive. Ah, uh, just yeah. go to local Goodwill. You have two dozen to pick from. <laughs> Three bucks. <laughs> I'm sure they'll work great. I want to do that sometime. Me and you can go putt putt golfing. <laughs> not no, not putt putt golfing. Go to a real golf course with a one Goodwill club each, and. <laughs> Pay whatever the exorbitant entrance fee is, but do it with just one club each from Goodwill. And knock the ball around a few times and turn it into a a fun game. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Probably spring for the extra cost to get the um the cart as well, you know, instead of just walking it. You know, <laughs> You know the 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 just being around and see what happens is is I feel like more literal than you think because if you have dings or stuff in the the uh you know in the thing you hit the ball with I feel like it's gonna go in the random strange directions. Yes. Not that like Perfect. I feel like I would. <laughs> I mean, it may make it more more fun, especially for newbies, because I can't. I don't feel like I would do good at first, anyways. So there you go. Yeah, blame the club. <laughs> Blame the club. It's exactly. all the club's fault. It's, yeah. Man, if I had a real set of clubs, not this uh, this this thrift store club, I would be great. I'd totally have gotten a hole in two. <laughs> oh, I guess that does have some weird names in golf, like birdie and eagle and whatnot. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, um, yeah, it's probably something I will look up eventually because random facts I like to Google. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Also, the nice thing about um, having an an editable podcast is that dead air doesn't matter. Yep. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I I I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I feel like I didn't realize how truncated they were until we started doing our own, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Ah, secrets of the trade." I see. I see what you're doing there. Well, and yeah. if you watch if you watch videos like YouTubers and stuff, when they put up a picture or switch camera angles or whatnot, that's to hide the fact that they cut something out. Um, not every time, of course. Sometimes they do that for cinematic effects, but um, a lot of YouTubers will have two cameras so that they can switch angles, so it can hide the cut. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I mean, any 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 tricks and trade, uh, you know, things secrets of the trade that you can utilize. That's, that's yeah. I I think personally, I will probably when I record myself, I'll probably lean more on the methodology of the YouTubers who do what's called jump cuts, where you don't care. You will be in one <laughs> position one moment, then a different mil- position the next moment, and it doesn't matter. Shadowversity. <laughs> um, that's one that I watched where he does that. He doesn't care. Um, he's like, yeah, it saves you tons of time. It's a lot easier. Just, just do d- jump cuts. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with that. Everyone knows it's edited anyways. Or if they don't know, well, it doesn't make a difference. I feel yeah. like that would be more your style, anyways. Mm, yeah, I-, I prefer being more upfront, honest. 
um, organic mm-hmm. wherever possible. Mm-hmm. Which is part of why I prefer discussions over monologue. But I still intend to do some monologue, um, probably. Depending. <laughs> if, um, if we have topics that we want to cover that are... Like, if topics I want to cover, if people hinting at perhaps you guys want to discuss them, then sure, I'll discuss them. But you might get an earful, because I have a lot to say. <laughs> that's fun. I feel like that's that's the interesting part, is when you get to ask all the questions, and you don't have to do a whole bunch of talking. Gay introvert. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Let's make it easier. You know what? Your first Your first monologue could be your what? your rap that you worked on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That thing is probably never seeing the live day. I haven't decided to delete it yet, but I'm very close to that. Oh man. Um I'm sorry, some things just aren't meant to be. And this boy rapping ain't no way that's meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even like rap until a few months ago and my brothers playing it around me enough finally made me think oh i actually kind of enjoy this and then playing around with one of them just joking around doing stuff about rap and um recording ourselves just not for anything to keep but just to mess around um gave me the idea of like i could try doing this no i can't no i can't i shouldn't i can i can try i shouldn't try that's the key Oh, <laughs> I, w- I will stay in my little um, non-rapping bubble. I'll enjoy some rap, though. <laughs> but Yeah. See, I think the closest I'll ever get to that is wrapping myself in bubble tape. <laughs> <laughs> you could make a rap about wrapping in bubble tape. <laughs> there you go. And then when you have a music video... You can be wrapped up in bubble tape while you're rapping. I think that Weird Al did that. Oh, he did do that on the um, I performed this way. Yep, wrapped up in bubble wrap. Yeah, I think he was pretty much making fun of uh, Lady Gaga at that point. Like that. He's yeah. awesome. He's awesome. Um. Anyways, I feel like we kind of got to the end of our topic of what we wanted to say on it, but I feel like we could talk about a ton of stories and stuff like that. I have, I have a lot of neighbor stories. (laughs) Well, if you want to tell a neighbor story, just outright say it because which one do you want? The one with the gun? I want the the one that is Rebecca or, (laughs) or the, Oh, what about the story where you, Oh, actually, no, that wasn't you. It was my wife <laughs> pooped in the bathroom downstairs and was banned from the bathroom from <laughs> by your roommate. For... Uh, she was a very interesting person. Mm. Did I ever tell you that she? Uh, I I was downstairs and I and I heard her talking to her friends, and um, she was like, "Yeah, Ca- Cassie is so gross." She, she touches her feet with her bare hands. It's so gross. And yet, Wait. at the same time, she wouldn't throw away her Kleenexes. So. Touching your feet with your hands is bad? <laughs> Apparently. 
Oh, okay. she had she had like OCD and stuff, but like, yeah, living with her was very interesting. <laughs> We've also had interesting things like uh, we once we were young and um, we had in the front it was this really cool cul-de-sac where you know I got to meet like one of my neighbors was really old and he was really fun and he brought me in to go see his um, balancing toys that were steel and that was fun but and behind us there were all these drag racers and so we would just go and and climb up into our tree and just watch the drag racers at night and it was pretty fun but nice <laughs> but we also had um one time uh somebody threw a gun into our yard and my sister picked it up and pointed it at my brother Oof. how old was she she was probably like Six. We were really young, and my brother backed up into the house and was like, "Mom, like get over here." And then, uh, um, so she got the gun for my sister. And like, I don't think my sister could have pulled the trigger. And any, even if she could, I, I don't think it was loaded. Luckily, um, luckily, but... a gun falls from the sky into your yard. It's like, oh well, at least it's not loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's reasons why you know I absolutely loved that house so much, and there's reasons why we moved away from it, which is very <laughs> sad. But <laughs> but my then we called the police, and um and they came over and like investigated it. And my bro- my dad really wanted to keep it, but they. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guns are worth a fair bit of money. Yeah, um, he was yeah. like, "This is a cool gun." <laughs> so, he wanted to keep it, but the the police, of course, took it for investigation. Oh but. wow! I just realized someone might have been trying to discard that to from a crime or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. So that could have been really bad if we had kept it. <laughs> but if you had kept it, you would have had a free gun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> being accused of a crime that you might have been caught on later, free gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, like the price of being in the prison is free. So well, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? If the police ever found out about it and they thought it was you who owned it in the fir- or you know had done the crime, you could just tell them, "No, it just appeared in my backyard." <laughs> They'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, maybe you're dealing. You know, maybe you're dealing with different police than I am, but I don't <laughs> think so. Oh, ooh, I just remembered a um I just remembered a neighbor story. Um I was in living in apartments um and we started hearing this person like moaning and we we're like, "Oh no. Are they okay? They sound like they're hurt." Um Yeah, you see where this is going. <laughs> oh, so we're like, "Oh, should we go check on them?" And then we heard a slight change in how the moaning was working. We're like, "Oh, no, they're fine. They're 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 doing just fine. Maybe you should close their window, but they're good. <laughs> Maybe they're doing better than fine, you know. Yeah. So our neighbor underneath us, um, was like, hey, you guys are really loud. Um, can you stop? And we didn't really know what they were talking about, but like the next semester, we ended up getting a new bed frame. So we gave them, um, we were giving it away. You know, our old one away. Well. Our upstairs neighbor took it directly upstairs from us. Uh, and so, 
Then it was suddenly very, very, very clear what was happening. And that bed was freaking, uh, like, very, uh, um, made a lot of noises. Stop. (laughs) 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 And sometimes it was their own fault, but. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know what? If you tighten the screws on those, they typically creak less. So, yeah. Just so you know, <laughs> screw it before you screw it. <laughs> <laughs> or generously lend your neighbors your tools and never see them again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, kind of tangentially related. Um, air conditioning really a must in a home i yeah never want to go back to the times where i lived without air conditioning that was livable yes not pleasant you mean like why mount or um yeah where it had like no Ugh. no air Didn't conditioning have, like windows window air conditioners or i, I mean luckily we were on the first i mean me and like we were on the first floor, so I could have an air conditioner, but um, you never really understand how, like, bad it is to not have air conditioning until you, like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have air conditioning in this home for a little while, but luckily, lived by my mom, so she bought us a, a window unit, and we put that in our bedroom, and we just stayed in the bedroom until the air conditioner was fixed. You're like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Tyler, I feel like, do you have any more interesting stories? I think right now, kind of got a similar dynamic uh, as I did at the apartment complex. So, I mean, there, there's the one neighbor I was talking about that I knew really well, and, and I talked to her a lot whenever I took Chip out, my dog. And she would actually, like, often, like, cook us food and stuff and just give us some some of what she made anyway so that was you know really neat friendship That's and awesome free hopefully food. uh keep that friendship going so yeah exactly <laughs> free food so i mean so that was a good thing um i think with like my neighbors in my hallway though like oh the one across the the hallway from me she was really nice, but, like, to this day, I still don't remember her name. <laughs> Just a casual enough rela- a relationship where it's like, we say hi and stuff and see how each other are doing. But, um, and then my upstairs neighbor, um, we actually had, oh, one of those, uh, my upstairs neighbor, those little dogs that look like a miniature Chewbacca, what are those, the... Oh, Pomeranians? The Pomeranian? Yeah, I think it was or, Pomeranian. Oh, wait, no, you might be thinking uh, Yorkies. Yorkie, Maybe. that's what it was. It was Yorkie. I had a Yorkie. That was the yippiest dog ever. Um, and it would, like, kind of stir Chip up sometimes. He'd, he'd go jumping up for the window to see what that Yorkie was barking at. And whenever he went down the hall, whenever they went down the hallway, Chip would just explode at that Yorkie. Like and so that was really kind of kind of irritating and stuff, but because I knew that Chip made a lot of noise too and stuff, so it's kinda of like, well I'm not gonna make any complaints. It's kind of a mutual understanding that hey, if you don't complain about me, I won't complain about you. 
<laughs> so yeah, it, I I think it kind of worked out. It was a little bit annoying, but it kind of had to just uh, I don't know, kind of just work with it. So anyway, she actually uh, that upstairs neighbor moved out. Um, I was like, this is fantastic. Chip is like chill now. We don't have to worry about that. Um, like two months later, we got some new neighbors. And they had a Yorkie that looked exactly the same. And Chip saw that Yorkie, and it was just back to square one. <laughs> <clears throat> so, anyways, but I think um, now that now that I've moved into this new place, um, it's kind of funny because our our neighbors on one side of our yard, uh, we're on a we're on a corner house, so I've got neighbors on. And um, one side of my yard, and then the other, and then there's um, some across the road. So, one one on one side of the yard, uh, we're really friendly. We had a, a kind of little introduction and chatted with him for like 15 minutes or something. He offered to let us use the ladder or whatever if if we needed one. Um, and just uh just today I finally actually met my other neighbor on on the side of my yard and he was friendly and stuff but it was a really short and abrupt conversation it's like okay I guess we're just gonna know each other exist and that's fine <laughs> so... I'm kind of okay with that um... yeah yeah I was oh, gonna say sounds fine. very opposite of of, of of John's neighbor <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've got I've got my other neighbors where it's kind of like that. Um one I've never had a conversation with at all and the other I have said hi to twice. Um yeah. And the thing is this is something I didn't think to mention earlier is I like being able to choose when I am being social. Um if I don't feel in the mood for talking with someone, I, I want that to be my choice. With neighbors, I don't feel like that's always the case. Is they're there, um, yeah. Whether you are ready for them or not. Yeah, I think it's interesting though too. And like, what were you talking about? Well, your your one neighbor that you haven't that you really don't speak to. And you've been there for multiple of years and stuff. It's like. After, I don't know if mine, like, after living there for three years, I still don't remember her name. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you can live next to somebody for such a long period of time and yeah. acknowledge each other exist, but unless, unless it's the end of the world, we'll probably never get to know them too much. I feel like I've had some good good like experiences with neighbors too and like in our last house there was somebody down the road that had hit her um her garage open so it felt really nice for me to be able to you know go and try that neighbor's door and not get it answered and then go up to my neighbor's next door neighbor's house and be like hey do you know who this person is like can we go close your door or something and she came with me and knew the person and so that was that was nice but yeah. it's nice to have like those good interactions with neighbors too. It is good. 
don't know. I think um, one of the things that was actually kind of helpful for me when I was living in the apartment, I, I gave my phone number to uh, two different neighbors um, and said, hey, if you ever hear my dog sounding distressed or something and I'm at, I'm not home, can you give me a call? Mm-hmm. So he's like, because I had to go, go into work and stuff, and so he's he's at home alone for a while. So, yeah. And I know that so, sometimes in those apartments, you've got dog owners that you can hear their dog all day long. It's kind of like, I don't want that to be the situation. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it can be helpful to have uh, somebody that can keep an eye on things, especially if you're out and about. Maybe it's also just a added sense of security of knowing that somebody's, you know, if your bur- if your dog barks starts barking a lot, maybe they'll they contact you, and at that point, you you kind of know that something's wrong, so you head home. Yeah. With my brother, he had a place that he moved out of, but hadn't been able to sell yet, and it was a neighbor of his who caught the fact that there were people who started um, freeloading in his house. Oh, jeez. That was interesting, cleaning up that place after, um, you know, there was the mess left behind and everything from drug paraphernalia to um, finding, like, a love letter written from one of them to the other. Oh, that's intriguing. Yeah, and it was essentially saying, like, I'm scared every time you leave this place because I'm afraid the... Police are going to pick you up, and it was actually it was a really interesting moment for me because I'm like these people are people who people. broke into someone else's house are living there for free. They're the people who are doing drugs, doing drugs and stealing basically, and they're the type of people that are stereotypically the scum of the earth, you know. And yet you read that, and it's like these are real people. Yeah, they're. They're humans, and they have difficulties and fears and concerns, and they have a place, too. Yeah. And it kind of stinks that sometimes people are left to a house with the water and the um, utilities all turned off um, is their best option for living. Yeah. That's a really cool, like, sneak preview you got into their lives of... That I feel like any time that you can yeah. be able to, you know, get that, um, just realize that people aren't others and people are us, and that I felt a little bit like um, invasive reading that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is someone's personal thing, but it was left there in my brother's house, and I was cleaning up the house, and I don't know. I'm glad I read it. I kind of wish I could have returned it to the person, um, but I didn't know who they were. So, yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest, too. I mean, it, it sounds like we're all doing relatively fine right now. Uh, yeah. But at one point in our lives, it probably wouldn't have taken much to get us into that position. And you guys lived in an apartment with no air conditioning and apparently poop flooding down the floors (laughs) and uh i live in a warehouse with uh 10 people on a pyro so uh you know like um 
I mean, so much yeah. of it has has been, you know, things that line up well. And uh, that's not always the case for everybody. And yeah. uh, especially with, like, uh, with debt, uh, you, you might get into a place where you've got payday loans that you can never pay off. <laughs> and that is an extremely common situation for people. Yeah. And so, yeah, you might, it might just resort to, Hey, here's a place that looks abandoned. We're going to come and stay here and no one else is using it. Why can't I? <laughs> and maybe drugs brought you there, or maybe drugs are the reason that, that you managed to survive in your situation because that's the only way you can cope with it. Uh-huh. So, I mean, <laughs> Or at least it's the only way yeah. you think that you can cope with it anyway. It's at least an escape from reality for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like any time that you can see stuff like that and realize that people aren't others, people are us, I feel like, you know, there's that sense of humanity that, that people, you know, I think we lose that often as, as there are times yeah. when we lose that for people. And I think that it's just a reminder of, you know, that's us, not an other. It's a really good reminder. Yeah. It could happen to anyone. Not anyone. Because some people have golden <laughs> parachutes. That is true. I I definitely want to um, start posting some things on this channel about universal basic income. Because I think that's a really important idea that if people actually looked at it, they might see that it's the way to go forward. Well, you know, maybe this ties that that topic with their current topic, but I have to say, my my at least political philosophy comes down to the concept of tribalism, which is that humanity, the very first thing that really kind of sets humans across uh, apart from apes other animals is that you know we start to form tribes and and even apes have tribes mm-hmm. but uh, humanity creates yeah yeah so i mean but uh, from animals in general humanity creates uh, social structures that rewards innovation over uh, physical power i i feel like that is actually a very or at least a relatively new aspect of humanity, though. Um, or at least a rare. But I'll, I'll say that, because there have been people for at least thousands of years, I don't know farther back than that, but for thousands of years, there have been people who have been rewarded for their intellect and their um, innovation. But I feel like the majority of society, up until the last couple decades i think with the advent of the internet and such physical prowess has been the predominant distinction between people yeah mm-hmm. and, and i think that that um continues to be a, a back and forth uh depending on you know like your innovation obviously uh in the yep. internet era has been incredibly rewarding towards innovation but I mean, World War II was rewarding towards those wars in general 
are rewarding towards the stronger of the of the group. And I don't know. In, in general, though, when you when you go back to tribalism, it, at least it gives room for uh, innovators to exist and not uh, be overrun by the more dominant. Um, and so you've got the survival of the fittest. Uh, fittest doesn't always have to mean physical. Instead, it can mean innovative. Well, survival of the fittest can mean the most fit group. Yeah. The group that is most capable of surviving rather than the individual. Yeah. Uh, so what I, I guess what I want to try and make the point of is that um, that created its own form of evolution to make uh, humanity what it is. Mm-hmm. And so tribalism has certain benefits to those people too, which is that as you're young, you receive an education from your elders. As you grow older, you were given some sort of task to do as part of the community and there was food that was made available and shelter that was made available. And so, you know, early humanity had aspects of socialism already in there. And so I think when it comes to neighbors or universal basic income, like, it really comes down to allowing people to be good at something and know that others have their back at something that maybe they're not as good with. Yeah. I, I would say I, I get what you're meaning um, when you say tribalism. I think that word has a different connotation typically than, like, the way you're using it, I feel like is probably an appropriate use of the term, but I feel like the connotation is typically referring to the tribes that war against each other and how they my tribe versus your tribe kind of othering um but it definitely sounds like you're talking about no actually having a tribe being having a group of people who support you whatever if you fall on hard times you have a tribe um and i think you're right that is extremely important yeah and and just the fact that it it's what drove humanity towards greater intelligence because otherwise you know if if you're a caveman that lives on your own the bigger caveman wins if you're a caveman that lives with 30 people well the bigger caveman doesn't win so yeah there is definitely uh unless he's joined by other bigger cavemen (laughs) but i'll beat your tribe (laughs) well and then you can have the one weak but smart caveman who teaches big cavemen how to wield spears, and now they can beat 60 cavemen. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a negative connotation to it, but I think a historical aspect to it that shows that, you know, being able to be part of a community uh, that cares for each other, and even if that means that I know you exist, but I'm going to respect your property and and uh, call the cops if I see somebody robbing your house or something. You know, it's like uh, I I don't know. Being part of a community at its core is tribalism 
that's kind of where it's rooted from. And so that's where I like, I don't know, when you say universal basic income, I'm like, yeah, that's, let's head back to our roots a little bit and take care of each other. I think there's a whole a whole discussion available for that because I've done a lot of thinking on the on social evolution, honestly. Um, yeah, and how that affects us and how it keeps evolving and changing. But I'm th- I'm thinking that for today I'm gonna start ending this because it's getting almost to um, my cutoff for the night. Anyways, any last minute thoughts as we're closing this up? I got nothing. I think it's interesting how I feel like You feel like what? <laughs> this <laughs> Marlon has joined the chat. <laughs> this is <laughs> I was trying to do Yoda, but yeah. <laughs> Shows you how good I am at Yoda voice. Your feelings what are <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he actually says, you feel like what in Star Wars? Gotcha. Oh, yeah. okay, there you go. <laughs> but um, in some ways, I feel like we, we completely, you know, started out with one topic and switched to another. But at the same time, I think it's it's fun to see where this topic went. I enjoy having these discussions as discussions a lot more than just... We're going to go talk about A and then B and then C and then D. Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of authentic conversation that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it just flows. Well, so and fun. I I think the idea of, I mean, having a a topic to kind of start things off and to build off of, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, but I like the idea, if you two like the idea, of let's do this again. Sure. Yeah, and we can take turns picking a hey. Here's kind of a central theme, but then we can tangent as we will, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Sounds good. All right, well, let's do this again. Signing myself up for a world of audio editing pain. Doom and gloom. But you're also setting yourself up for a lot of discussions around conversations. I know. I love conversations. That's like your thing. <laughs> well, and you know what? I could do this. I could not edit. That's an option as well. I could, or minimally edit. You know, listen to it once. Cut out the stuff that I don't want these hobos listening. No offense to hobos. <laughs> 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 I don't want them to hear. They're not good enough to hear our <laughs> private conversations that we recorded publicly, but oh aren't posting publicly because we decided not to be public about them. They don't deserve that stuff. They only deserve what I want them to see and hear. So, yeah, I'll probably not cut much. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's there's different kinds of listeners. You know, there's the people who really like the polished stuff and the yeah, they're, they're not going to watch and, like, me. You know, has kind of a tangential. They're not going to watch yeah. me. And you know, <laughs> they might, but they probably will leave. I, I'm not going to be polished. <laughs> Somewhere in between, maybe. <laughs> I feel like you just attract, you know, the people who are willing to listen to you, and and as long as you're 
I don't know. I feel like, you know, that's that's kind of something that, that happens to YouTubers or things like that, where they have, like, this one hit where they're like, okay, we got to do more of that kind of thing, even though that's not really their jam. And so, you know, I feel like doing it according to what you want to do and letting the people follow as they will is, is I how I would if do it. If my experience working <laughs> in elementary school tells me anything about who's going to follow me and who's going to listen to me and stay close to me. The ADHD kids, the behavioral kids, the people <laughs> who are a little bit um, on the fun side of things. Um, those kids were always the most fun. I probably hung out with them too, um, rather than just the other way around. But yeah, anyways, I'm just to say to our audience of so far practically no one um hey thanks you listened to this whole thing really you got to this point and you still are listening you're insane what's wrong with you i mean go get a life <laughs> but you know insane people need things too so we'll plan on making some more for you just to give you something to help your insane life and thanks for thanks for being insane with us. <laughs> well, it is eleven o'clock now, my time. So I'm going to say let's uh, at least close off the recording for now. Um, and yeah, next time I'm looking forward to. Honestly, okay. this is fun. Are you going to say your 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 epic goodbyes or or not? Goodbye, like, my people yeah. who listen to me. <laughs> Goodbye, my people, and do not pee. Um, for how long? <laughs> okay, bye.